I don't really know what you're doing. It's a theme song. To what? To the podcast. Oh. Is it good? I like it. You gotta you wanna throw in the dinosaur? No. <laughs> you almost got me. Uh, Alright, well this is weekly download. Number fourteen. Big one four. One four. Almost one five. Close. But we're gonna have a patch probably. Yeah. So we'll talk about that at the end. Yeah. Okay. But let's first talk about Fuego. First there was Kendall. Then there was Kindle Fuego. <laughs> yes. El Fuego. So what do you think? I, I think I think it's good for what it's going to be. Like, I, I don't think it's going to compete with the iPad. I think that people who think that are probably wrong. But uh, It's I, not meant to be a competitor. Yeah, but I mean, I've seen people saying that. No, I, it's definitely not meant to be a competitor. Yeah. It's meant to be a, like, a grocery store for Amazon content. Right, and I, I think it'll do a good job of that. It'll do a great job, especially if they have the credit cards link like they do with Apple and start requiring that for even free purchases just to have one on file. That'll be enough to make people want to one click and do those kind of reflexive actions that happens in the Apple App Store. Right. But uh, it's just whether or not the content is as good. Right. Good price point. I think that might help it a little bit. Yeah. So one ninety nine. Yep. One ninety nine. That's it. Just flat one ninety nine. Doesn't have a three G antenna or anything. Just Wi Fi. Right. But it's kind of like the Note Color. But except the Note Color is two forty nine. But if you buy a book, is it free? Right. No, I, I think that a book will cost money. No, no. I mean to say, like, is it free to use the internet to buy Amazon Media? Oh well, no? yeah, but it's Wi Fi only. Like. Oh okay. Because like the Kindles have like this weird whisper sync thing. Right, but you still have to be connected to a network to get to oh. whisper sync. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think personally that Kindle Touch is exactly what that what needed to happen. Yeah, I actually think Kindle Touch is a really I, cool device. I really want a Kindle Touch. I probably won't buy one, but it's like, cool. I just got rid of my Mac, my iPad, and people who listen to the show know how I feel about the iPad and tablet revolution in general. And just to give you a preview, it's terrible. But <laughs> the MacBook Air, on the other hand, is a good medium device. It's serving for all my all-around purposes. And yet, it would be really nice to have, like, an e-ink thing to the side. Right. Just just something casual to read with. And, I mean, use some really nice... Uh black and white browsing you can put your uh, you can put your pdfs on it you can and that's all i read most of my classes you know have pdfs they don't even do books anymore right right most of mine are that way as well so it would be great to have this i would pay for the 3g model even just for the yeah, sanity it's, it's of, only 30 more dollars anyway, and i would totally take the special offers because from what i hear the, the special, special offers, offers are, great. are great yeah i mean i bought the thing we're recording on with a special offer oh is that right yeah 20 percent off my macbook air Oh, wow. Yeah. Kindle okay, that's where you got it from. Yeah, that's mm. yeah, it was a good deal. Well, uh, the Kindle Fire, I think, is like a nice, like, if you don't have an iPad and you have a laptop, but you want something and you're part of the Amazon ecosystem, it'll make some sense. Like, currently right now, when you look at Apple's content, it's really good when it comes to music and movies. It's well established. But when you look at Amazon, it's really good with books and that right. kind of readable content. But they're trying so, to get into the movie market, and they're slowly inching their way yeah, over there. Yeah, but it's really hard to unseat an unco- incumbent right. in, no ma- in what, whatever space. But I don't even know that they're necessarily competing with Apple so much as, uh, I mean, because they're, 
They're using Amazon Prime for the streaming service. Well, the, so. the, well, the iPad and the Kindle itself is not competing. They're two different devices. Right, but I meant the content. Like, Well, I think the content is competing because if you look at it, you've got MP3s from Amazon, which are DRM-free, usually on sale, right. which are sold like at a price set by Amazon, not by the person. And on Apple, you've got prices set by the person. Therefore, they're usually around 99 cents, that like lucrative right. number. And um, they have way more content, way more songs, way more movies, music videos, what have you. Apps, obviously. There's but, the other thing. But on the video side, you've got, you, you've got the ability to stream whatever movies you want by just paying a flat $79 a year mm-hmm. for Amazon Prime. And you've essentially got Netflix. Yeah, but streaming what movies, whatever you want. Like, is it like tiered content like Netflix where you get the crappier movies on Quickster? I guess we shouldn't say Netflix. Uh, I mean, you get Frasier's season one through like whatever. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just got into Mad Men and there's like six seasons of Mad Men on Netflix now. Right. But there's no like, the social network is still not on Quickster. Yeah, I think Netflix. that, I think that, uh, that Amazon's content is still going to be uh, a little bit limited. Like, it's going to be B-size series for a while, at least. But in terms of the books, it'll always be Oh, yeah, be premiere, top, top, top But top do notch. you want to read a book on a BlackBerry Playbook kind of device or on an e-ink device? I mean, you're probably going to want to read it on e-ink. I tried I, reading I, books on the iPad, and I hated the glare. I got through, I've gone through about eight books on the iPad. And? I mean, it's okay. I stopped reading because it hurt my I eyes. went on a vacation, and I was outside trying to read, and I was just, well, un- it was unenjoyable at that point. You've got... I the, even had a, I had an anti-glare screen. I had one. No, it helps me. I mean, it pixels up the, the screen a little no, bit. No, you but. know what it does? It just refracts the light in yeah. so many different directions. Even right now, if you open it up and look... You can see what it's kind of doing if you have it just right, because that's yeah, the way I the sun the usually yeah. signs, it shines. So reading a book on that thing is not the most pleasurable experience compared to the e-ink devices. So will they have an e-ink color? I mean, that'll be the killer. That'll be when I really think that'll take over in terms of technology. Now, content, again, is still questionable. Like, would yeah, you watch I mean, a movie? You're probably going to want to watch a movie or something E-ink, on it. Like, would you? I don't, I don't even know what E-Ink, like, like look if you can get the refresh rate up on that. I mean, it almost, to me, be like watching a movie on an Etch-A-Sketch. So now you look at the Amazon family, and you've got the ki- buttony Kindle, which is what Jason Snell called it, which I thought was funny. So the buttony Kindle, which is not touch. Right. That comes in the 3G and Wi-Fi flavors. And it comes in the offers, no offers flavors. Right. Then you've got the Kindle Touch, which is no buttons, comes in the Wi-Fi or 3G flavors, comes in the special, no no special flavors. Right. And then you've just got the Fire. Well, you've also got the old school keyboard Kindle. Oh, yes. They're keeping that one on. And I actually like that one a lot. Is it the DX or is it No, like... they're, they're keeping the one that they have right now, the black one that has... Which is basically the Kindle 2, right? Kindle 3. Kindle 3. But yeah. Know your Kindle. That's too many things. It's way too many things. It's going to confuse consumers, I think. I don't know what to buy. I mean, why can't you just have... Ultimately, it's going to come down to... Why have the buttony Kindle at all, first of all? What is the point of that? I mean, I mean, there's been some arguments that I was reading about, like the fact that touchscreen doesn't preclude buttons. Okay, that's true. I mean, it's nice to have buttons and touchscreen. So why didn't you do both? Right. So they ought to just collapse the Kindle buttony version and the touch version into one thing, and then you can have the one with the physical keyboard. But that's kind of like what BlackBerry's been doing forever. 
Yeah. It's like, why? Why not have dynamic content or at least some sort of... Um, why not have haptic feedback when you type in stuff? But I'm guessing they wanted that, that buttonless or that button E Kindle because they wanted to be under that $99 price point. Like, they're at $79 yeah, But now that. you can't type or do anything on that thing. I mean... Right. I, I read a review where they were trying to use the experimental browser and it was quite the hassle to even, like, type in an address. Well, I mean, WebKit, though, <laughs> that experimental browser thing... It's, it's never going to be the selling point of a Kindle ever. Right, but it's still a hassle to type is more or less what I was getting at. Like, I mean, I would probably bookmark like a weather site, a stock site, and a news site and yeah. be done with my Definitely. reading. Especially since it's all-you-can-eat 3G. I mean, that's yeah, I mean, amazing. Take advantage of it. That's completely Learn amazing. Learn to tether on it. I'm kidding, of course. Well, you can't. I mean, even I mean, if you could, yeah. I mean, it's probably slow. And because it's only 3G for free is because what kind of, it's only loading black and white. It's right. It's not even right? loading movies or anything. Right. No, I was kidding, of course. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think the Kindle Fire is a great, is a move. It's definitely something in the right direction. It'll, it'll be Interesting to see whether or not they decide to go with the 10-inch model after seeing what kind of sales they have now. Yeah. Because that 10-inch model, then you would have to say, is sort of a direct competitor. to the Yeah, to the iPad at that point. At I mean, that, but, but theory, the iPad a, by that point is huge. I mean, who knows what it will be then. Exactly. But, I mean, uh, in theory, they don't really have to do anything. Apple can sit there for about a year on that iPad and not do anything, except like consumer demand will be kind of high for something like right now like we're going to talk about this but the iphone 5 or the fifth phone the fifth iphone it's not the iphone 5 it could be the 4s or whatever that device you know that doesn't even need to come out the iphone 4 is already still the the best best selling why even bother i mean the only thing it's going to do is bump speed maybe yeah but anyway yeah, I mean, in theory, that 10-inch Kindle Fire is probably already in production to some extent. Not like on a mass production, but I mean, well, I think the BlackBerry a, Playbook was already looking it's at a 10-inch. De- design so. verification, probably. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to start calling the Kindle Fire the BlackBerry Fire, I think. You know, because that same, like, design. That's I just, harsh. I, I just, I don't know. Oh, along with that, um, so with the BlackBerry, they have their own, I think they have their own OS, right? BlackBerry OS? QNX is what they call QNX, it, QNX, yeah. okay. But the Kindle Fire has Android on it. A, a harsh, uh, like extremely modified version. But yeah, still running that Android. That people don't even know is Android, really. Right. It, it may as well not be Android. Right. I mean, it's pretty customized. Like even more so, I think, than the Colors OS was. But the reports today say that Amazon is interested in WebOS. What else is new? Everyone's interested in that hooker software i can tell you who's probably not interested in web os well Meg uh, Whitman, but... yeah well oh i thought you were gonna say apple no i'm just gonna say <laughs> hp oh yeah meg whitman hmm. we'll get to her in a second so web os once again is riding a different train this time with amazon supposedly amazon wants to purchase the software rights and potentially deploy it on their own tablets possibly the 10 inch one that we don't know about why ditch android I don't. I don't think that it. I almost think that at some point you, it's too late. Like, you've released this product. If you get it in the hands of millions of consumers, how do you how do you change everything about the operating system? Like, well, definitely you can't change everything about the seven inch one, but the ten inch one. Uh, would you say, want it to be custom? But then you got too much. That's what I mean. Like, there's separation. There's, yeah, there's a huge separation there. Apps wouldn't even be compatible with one another. I, I just mean, think WebOS is going to die. I, I think that you're right. I think that it's too late for it, unless HP decided off some crazy whim to bring it back. I think that the software could be used in components like HP was trying to do with their printers and stuff. But the actual 
operating system when it came to cell phones and stuff it was pretty successful but there was no content there it's really unfortunate that it died because of the content in the company not because of the software itself because most people kind of liked it from what i heard It, it had some promise yeah so, but if Amazon decides to go with it, you know, I, they better rebrand it and completely rebuild it so nobody knows it's WebOS. Right. I mean, because there's I, now like this sort of taint to the name. I don't even feel like, I mean, call it's me dirty. superstitious, but yeah, I was just, I wouldn't even buy it. Like, it's, it's too terrifying to even buy it. Well, point. it's just dirty goods. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was once on Palm, Palms. Palm gave it to HP. Now HP is giving it to Amazon. It's like, it's like a hot hooker. potato. I mean, or, like a, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. So yeah. anyway. Well, speaking of HP, HP. And so uh, the, it gets even better. Oh my god! <laughs> so they they fired their old CEO, whose name escapes me off the top of my head. Um, Apotheker? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they brought in Meg Whitman. Everyone's like, well, maybe maybe we're gonna keep the consumer side of things alive. Uh, Meg Whitman said, no, I think we're gonna go ahead and uh, keep on the same path we were on. It's one of those big facepalm. Like, what? What are you thinking? What are they doing? I mean, Meg Whitman, you know what she's good at. If she's come from eBay, probably the most successful e-commerce site ever created, and bought the most successful money transferring site right. ever. PayPal. So, why would you bring her in to try and do enterprise computing when <sighs> there's so just, many things wrong with HP and? They had so many good things going for them. Their PC business was top-notch. Now, nobody will even look at them. Right, and I mean, it was what people thought of. Like, it was, I'm going to buy an HP or I'm going to buy an Apple, usually. I mean, with a lot of people I knew. It was just frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll, like everything else I always say, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but I, I think that HP... We, I know exactly what's going to happen. The board's going to make a vote in December as to what exactly they want to do with their business. Then they're pr- hopefully, hopefully, they wake up and realize that, yeah, actually our PC computing business was great, but we probably should move into this ultrabook category, which is where everyone else is jumping. But how much of their brand is already tainted? Because I mean, it's this- not tainted. I don't think the public realizes what's really going on. I think this is all just tech talk, like who's coming in and out as the CEO. Just like when Apple, you know, lost Steve Jobs. I'm sure some people knew about it. I'm sure some people cared. But... I would say 75% of people didn't even know, probably, and like 60% still don't know, and they're buying these computers. I guess that's true. They, it's just they've, they've got a great system, and so does HP if they knew what they were doing. They could look at their... But that's the, that's the key phrase there, if they knew what they were doing. Well, I think if they, hopefully, everybody takes a vacation, comes back in December, the board decides to vote, they'll realize, hey, we've got great relationships with component companies. We build pretty good pcs probably the best pcs of any other like laptop out there other than apple right Right. and then they could you know saddle up and start revamping that area the the enterprise thing it's a good idea it's forward thinking a lot of people are growing in that way the whole cloud computing burst is coming and i mean admittedly it worked for ibm to some extent when they did exactly it worked for them in fact companies reinventing themselves is definitely the way to go in this sort of industry because you can't sit on your laurels for too long. You can't. But at the, the same, same time, I think that. HP may have pulled out a little bit early, and they may have caused some. A cr- little bit early. <laughs> I mean, understatement. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Okay. Anyway, man, I was just looking over there. You've got your iPhone 
on your iPad, on your MacBook Air case. Yeah, people give me some dirty looks when I walk around you outside. You are so pretentious. Because I, I carry just my iPad if I'm going to meetings, and I carry my iPhone right on top of my iPad. And people sort of give me this look like, are you just trying to show off? And I'm really not. I just, I don't like to put things in my pockets. Has it become less pretentious now to carry an iPad into a meeting? I think it's become less pretentious. I think it's just people give me the look when I've got an iPhone sitting on top of the iPad. When I saw, when I was at a conference a week ago, I saw somebody pull out an iPad and everyone just turned and looked. Like, it was still the... What conference thing. are you at? Like, the coal miners conference in West no, Virginia? No, I, I statewide IT. Oh, really? Yeah, That's I really weird, I saw somebody yeah. pulling out, and everybody just kind of looked back. Okay, it's an iPad. Look forward. I think uh, maybe they're looking because they want to see something different. Maybe they were expecting... Maybe they're looking because they're like, how are you going to get anything done at this meeting with this iPad? Ah, <laughs> way to get on my side on that one. It's not a consumption device. Yeah. I mean, production. Yeah, I, I found that I got my MacBook Air, and I use my iPad maybe to play one game of FIFA soccer every night, and then it goes by the way. Hey, it's on the Mac App Store now. I know, I saw. And FIFA 12 came out. FIFA 11 reminded me when I was playing my game last night. I can't play FIFA on a game thing, like on an iPad. I can play it on a console. I liked it on the console a lot, and then I got rid of my console, so I I found that I, I don't know. You got rid of it. I did. I, I sold it to a friend. Which console? My Xbox 360, and I'm now... Game console console free. Yep, since two months ago. Wow. Yeah. So, what social media? <laughs> so let's have a little. We've already digressed. So let's digress <laughs> upon a digression. I was thinking about this the other day. Let's look. Let's look at. Let's do a big survey of the different social media sites. You've got Google, which is. I think still half-heartedly going into this whole social media thing. I still think so. You were so on board when they started, and I was not. I was hopeful. Yeah, That's what I, I was. I, hopeful. I think we all I didn't even hopeful. say, let's see what happens on this one. I was like, I don't think it's going to do it. And there's still some people. I was just looking at a conversation thread that they're just like, you know, Google Plus is great, and Facebook is not so great, and soon it will be the case that people will realize that. But wait, that. where did you read this conversation thread? Um... HCI people were talking about it. Oh, I thought maybe it was on Facebook and I was going to... No. Because I've seen those conversations. I have seen those too. I have seen on Facebook a lot of people whine and say, ah, I'm going to leave. But no one's going to leave. Because... Where are your friends at? That's Where are your friends? And even if you got like 30 of your friends to all just up and leave and go to Google+, Plus, I mean... What's 30 and 750 Well, no, no. Here's the thing. Those 30 friends, if you have so much clout... To move 30 friends from one service to the other, you're probably talking with them on a daily basis. That's probably true. You're probably not on Facebook all the time with these people. There's two aspects when it comes to social media. There's the people who use social media to augment their current friendship experience, which means to say you and I will talk on chat and Facebook, but we frequently see each other. Right. On the other hand, you use Facebook to connect with people whom you've never seen before or like just saw or people who are distant, right? So the distant people and the close people. Now, I've heard 50-50. Myself, I go on Facebook to see the people who I know. Yeah, that's pretty much the same. Like, that's and then I think a lot of people do that because a lot of people want to be connected more with the people they're already connected with. Right. It's like a strengthening of this small world kind of thing. On the other hand, you've got Google+, Plus, which is trying to sort of make you tier that, sort of even consciously stream it in three different ways. You've got your friends, 
you got your acquaintances, you got your family, and whatever circles you decide to make. Which, by the way, is a whole other maintenance problem. But anyway, you've got these three tiers which you start out with. So you start haphazardly throwing people into circles, not really knowing who belongs where. I don't know what a friend is on fate Google+, Plus because all my friends are on Facebook, whatever that means. Yeah. So then you're on Google+, Plus and you're looking at all your friends, and nobody's saying anything because everyone's saying things on Facebook. So then you say, hey, friends on Facebook, don't you think this is dumb? Let's go to Google+, Plus instead. And do essentially the same thing. And do essentially the same thing where now... I have to consciously click on my friend's stream to see all of my friends. There's no sorting, really. There's, there is sorting, but the sorting is not as smart, I think, on Facebook. Like, it doesn't really know who my real friends are, right. who I actually care about. I think this is gum under your seat. I'm sorry. That's kind of gross. I was wondering, I'm just picking at this thing. This anyway. is why you don't touch anything in the seats. So, and then you got Twitter, which is like, screw the idea of friends altogether. We're just going to have people whom you follow and people who follow you. And even if I told all my people on Twitter, hey, guys, I'm not on Twitter anymore. I'm going to Google Plus. Who's going to follow me? Maybe. Yeah. Nobody, actually. You know why? Because Twitter is a completely different thing. Twitter has Twitter, Google Plus, and Facebook are all three different services. They all, they all sort of speak to what you would need in those services. So when you're on Facebook, you want to connect with people whom you know. On Google+, you want to connect with people maybe you don't know. Interleaved with people you know. And on Fa- on Twitter, it's like the other extreme. Yeah. You don't know much of anyone that you follow, really. You just follow How many of the people whom you follow do you know personally? I'd say it's probably 50 or less, maybe 75 or less. I mean, right. like, that I actually know and have met at some point or another. Yeah, other than that, it's the majority of the people, right? It's right. a majority for you. It's a majority for me that I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's news people. outlets or, like, CEOs. News outlets, Barack Obama, whatever. Uh, I mean, <laughs> right. Like, me and him are tight, right? No, you're not, you're not tight with any of those people. And that's why you go to Facebook to sort of... Sort of but now Facebook that. is doing that subscribe thing where you can subscribe to... I have no... I will never I will, use that. I'm not going to either. I will, I just, the chances are the people who want to be subscribed to on Facebook are on Twitter. Ready right, to be and followed. they're already being followed anyway. So anyway, right. when you look at those three things, like, so you can see, there's three sort of, like, sort of needs that both of them, all three of them seem to address. I'm ignoring the other social networks of the world like myspace i think myspace has found its niche with music i didn't even know it still existed it still is going on and a lot of bands typically go on there or old middle-aged people who are trying to figure out what the what the internets are and what is the internet and then you there's some others like orkut which is google's other one for mostly international people it's lightweight it's easy to use and then um that's pretty much it. I mean, really. That's pretty much... Yeah, I, I think it's interesting to see on the consumer side, on the business side, social media is such a, a mess right now, too. Like Totally a mess. In, in my job description, for those of you who don't know, is I'm, the social media is actually in my title for the, my day-to-day position, and I still don't even like fully know how to utilize social media properly. And I'm not like... We go, I go to conferences about this. I talk to people daily, and none of us really understand like, well, what is the most point. effective way to use I mean, either this. you're on social media being a sort of facilitator of conversation to whatever sort of corporation or company that you work for or you're a foghorn right i mean like really i see a lot of people who are using social media just to yell at people 
hey, check out my new post. And that's essentially like what we do with the way that I do it. We have a team of bloggers, and we, when we put out a new blog, we just put up a post that says, hey, check out this blog. And I think that, like... I don't think it's necessarily the most effective method of doing using it, certainly. Well, it's definitely not. I mean, like, with us, with our Twitter feed, it is basically a blowhorn for what goes on on the website. I try to go in there and say random things, but mainly, if people wanted to know more about the authors, they could just follow us. Right. I mean, that's pretty much how we've handled it. But if you have a big company like Microsoft, you know, you could follow Bill. Well, Bill Gates is an exception because he's not even there anymore. But if you follow Microsoft, they're not going to say anything to you. Right. It's just a blowhorn for whatever news or whatever conversations they want to have. So you're totally right in the fact that that communication medium is poorly, you know, misused. And here, I don't even know that the phrase, we'll see what happens, is applicable because I don't know that we're ever going to figure out the answer to this question. Well, I think we'll figure out. I think it comes down to targeted sort of marketing. I think, like, people want to feel wanted and want to feel like they matter. Yeah. So you look at Twitter, and I just absolutely love it when I can mention someone and they mention me back, even though I don't know them at all. It's just nice to know that someone out there is listening. That's comforting to me. On Facebook, I get that experience. On Google Plus, I get that experience. Yeah, I mean, it's... Occasionally. A little bit more on Facebook, obviously, than the other two. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's becoming becoming fragmented what it means to be connected to people on these services or what it means to be a friend or what it means to share something with someone else. These sort of things are becoming really overloaded and social media sites aren't doing a thing about it. Facebook's kind of just going, well, you can have your friends here and you could put them in a list now if you want. What list do they go into? Mm -hmm. Then you look at Google Plus, they're like, yeah, you should definitely group people. But what should you group them in? I don't know. What's an acquaintance? What's the difference between an acquaintance and a friend? I mean, I I think that's a problem. No one really, I mean, some people think they know, but it, I don't know. It's It's a mess. And then Twitter... It's like, do whatever the heck you do, want. Follow anybody. You want to make a list of people? You can make a list, but... Eh, no real reason to. Yeah. There's really no real reason to at all. Why did they even build that in? I don't even really see the need for a list on Facebook, personally. Like, I don't mind the news feed. I like the news feed. I like that it somehow knows kind of what I'm interested in. I've heard a lot of people say that they're getting random people who they never talk to on their news feed just pop up on, like, the top... Yeah. And they there's no rational explanation to that. I mean, I kind of would agree with that. I've had people that I've not had communication with at all. They would pop up. Have you seen the new Facebook developer thing? I have. I have the timeline up on my account. Oh, you do? Yeah. How does it look? Do you like it? It's it's solid. Really? From newborn to... I haven't published it yet, but I can see it on mine. Would you like to see it? Yeah, I'm kind of curious. All right. I Well, maybe if the internet works in here. Oh. We, we, we hang out in a room that... Is our new of... our new studio, quote unquote, is kind of a lead sealed room. It's it's like a anechoic chamber. Huh, the timeline won't work on on the iPad. That's kind of disappointing. Oh, all right. Okay. Speaking of the iPad and the Facebook and other things, after that big digression, we'll pull back in. So, is there going to be an iPad app next Tuesday? I don't think so. No. You think that there's going to be another iPad? No, iPad app. Facebook. Oh, iPad app on Tuesday. I see what you 
Uh, I, I, I still don't think so. Like, really? I mean, people are pretty strongly. I mean, there's even been pictures of it. Right. Well, I mean, I ran it for a little while because you could change the, uh, uh-huh. the the keys and run the iPad app till the Facebook shut that down. Right. But I assume you saw where the Facebook developer, the the app developer, quit his job. He went to Google. Yeah. Lost another one. Yeah. God, left and right, that company. Yeah, but I, I, I think there might be something wrong with the app. I don't know. Like, there has to be a reason they haven't. I think it's it. just been delayed because they haven't figured out how to make money off of it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you look at the if you look at the interface, it's there's like no ads whatsoever. Right. I, I used it for about a week until they shut it down. Well, there's no like there's no. I mean to say that there's nothing like to call to action to someone like to buy something or something like like there is on the website and. I mean, I think on the iPhone, it's not really there, but they don't really care about that, yeah. really. But So I take it you do think there will be one on Tuesday? Oh, I definitely think there will be one. I think it's about time that they make one and satisfy the masses. I think Mark Zuckerberg, all the while, doesn't really care if there's ads at all. Yeah. So, But I do think there's there was some holdout with some other people there. Right. I mean, board of directors, people who like actually care about making money. So... Yeah. So I mean Tuesday, big day. Big day for Apple, big day for people big waiting day for us for T-Mobile to get the iPhone, waiting for Which Sprint to get the iPhone. T-Mobile. Yeah, it won't happen there. Waiting for Sprint, waiting for that world phone, that one phone. Yeah. I probably going to be a world phone, probably going to be um it's faster, you know. I don't see anything. A5 processor. I don't think, see anything significant changing. I really, really hope that the assistant feature that people are talking about, which is basically the integration of an artificial intelligence software, two of them. One's called Siri, which was a really cool app. I think it's still on the App Store. If not, it's been fully integrated at this point. And they were an artificial intelligence, like, butler assistant, basically. You could ask it anything, and it would kind of parse your sentence out and understand what you're asking. Right. And use the APIs in the phone to sort of provide context to your question, which is something that it couldn't have been done before. And so if you say, for example, I want to go to the bookstore, it'll say, okay, you're in Bloomington. The closest bookstore is Barnes & Noble's. And they're open from blah, blah, blah. Like, that's the kind of... You said yeah. something very vague. It gave you a really specific answer. So it'll be interesting to see how... If that is in the next iPhone, like everyone says, I hope so. And if it's just an OS upgrade to use it. Because that would be awesome. Because be I don't really want to cool upgrade feature. at all. I think this is the one of the best phones that I, I've had. This is actually my favorite iPhone. I think I told you the story about when I liked getting the first one and I thought that one was really cool. That one was my that is now my second favorite, the first right. generation. Right. Yeah. So, the speed bumps and all that. I mean, when I use the phone, the speed's not as important to me as the display is, and that mm-hmm. display is top-notch. I don't really know how they they probably even won't improve much on the display. I wouldn't think so. I mean, it's it's a solid display. Battery life would maybe be if there was some crazy revolution battery life. I don't see it happening, but if there was, well, I mean, I consider I've it been you and I have both been running iOS five for some time, right? And uh, the battery life is mediocre. Just at a best. preview. Yeah. Just a preview. It's okay. It's it's pretty good. I I don't really have a problem with it. I it's, think it's, it's a little less, but you know, whatever. Yeah. So, 
we are going to talk about that and the whole reveal. Let's see. I've heard there's some rumors of the iPod Touch maybe being refreshed. iPod I've Nano, heard iPod, iPod Classic, Classic being is out. Killed. Yeah. Who knows? So Apple's full of surprises. That's going to happen next Tuesday. And we'll have a podcast shortly after that announcement. On Tuesday. On Tuesday. And we'd love to hear your thoughts, not just on that one, but everything we talked about today. Particularly interested on your social media thoughts. But for now, this is Weekly Download number 14. Thanks for listening. Thank you.